You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the OKC82 Podcast. This is Brady Trantham recording this for the second time. (laughs) Technical difficulties are an SOB. Uh, everybody, sorry about, we didn't get the podcast out yesterday, um, everybody was really nice on Twitter when I pretty much said, yeah, it deleted itself for whatever reason, it was, uh, it was, it was a long day, it it was Christmas, of course, and basketball was being played, had to work, of course, and it was just, let's just say, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's over, (laughs) I did the Christmas game last year, but, um, Thankfully, that was a, a home game for the Thunder, so didn't have to go that far. But luckily, I came down with my uh, girlfriend to go ha- um, hang out with her family um, down in Beaumont, which is just about an hour and a half outside of Houston. So I was in the neighborhood and thought, eh, let's go to the uh, Christmas game. So got credential for it from the franchise. And it was quite the uh, the, the ass-beating, let's just say. it was It was a lot of work, and... First time that I'd ever been in Houston A and B, um, the only the third arena that I've covered um, outside of Oklahoma City. I've been to uh, Dallas's arena, and now I can add the Toyota Center to my list of arenas I've covered an NBA basketball in. So that was really fun. But yeah, like I said, it was a lot of work, and I was exhausted, and <laughs> the podcast got deleted, and I just thought, you know what, I'm just I'm not about to do this again. So <laughs> I needed a few hours to kind of recharge my batteries, but now I'm 100%. And yeah, let's talk about the Thunder's second consecutive loss. Uh, they lost to Minnesota uh, two days before Christmas, traveled to Houston to take on the Rockets, and played a really, really good First half, second half, completely different story. The Rockets came out with a lot more energy and just killed the Thunder. It's some of the things that the Thunder are supposed to be very, very good at. The um, <clears throat> Overall, the Rockets defeated the Thunder 113-109. to um, And if not for that big second quarter by the Thunder, and really it was just the Thunder were just hitting easy shots. I mean, they, what are they... I had it. I wrote it down in my recap yesterday, and I have already forgotten it. And that's that's what happens. Yeah, the Thunder were 13 of 15 um, in the paint in the second quarter. Uh, they scored 38 points in the second quarter. It, it really looks like okay if they're going to just funnel their offense to generate easy, you know, point blank shots. Then yeah, the Thunder are probably going to win this game running away because the Rockets were just abysmal from the three-point line, uncharacteristically. Um, Of course, this isn't the same team um, that they were last year, and of course, Chris Paul isn't even playing, so um, it's basically James Harden out there trying to beat every every team that the the Rockets face up against, and it's kind of similar to what Russell Westbrook had to endure um, two seasons ago when he won the MVP, where it was just Russell Westbrook versus whoever the Thunder were playing, and it ended up being kind of exactly like that. I mean, outside of a few... Um, kind of spark plays by Daniel House Jr. in the third quarter and Austin Rivers hitting two huge clutch three-pointers. Who had that? Who had that as a prop bet? They're probably really, really rich and really, really happy on this Christmas. So um, I, I, of course, didn't see that coming. I was just as shocked as everybody when Austin hit, cranked those threes, A and B, drained them. But outside of that, it was um, James Harden just being 
one of the best offensive players in NBA history. You know, like it was all on display. The efficiency, of course, wasn't there, and a lot of that has to go for the uh, you know credit to the Thunder's perimeter defense. I thought they did an outstanding job on James and made it hard on him. He didn't really get to live at the foul line. He wasn't getting into the paint as much. He did most of his damage. Um, from the perimeter, and if he's going to hit shots over you over some good defense, you know that's just the type of player he is. But what's what killed the Thunder is what I said earlier. Thunder, one of the better rebounding teams in the league, and they got outclassed and outrebounded on the boards all all afternoon. And it was you know it was mainly Clint Capella. I mean, Clint Capella has 23 rebounds. He has 10 offensive boards. The Thunder were only out rebounded, I think, by two or three rebounds overall. Um, by the Rockets, but it was just the manner in which the Rockets were able to turn those second chance opportunities into points because, and I even made this observation in the first half, I think I tweeted it out, the Thunder's initial defensive stands were really, really good. They would often they would often force the Rockets to, into a deep shot clock shot, and it was always rushed, off balance, and the Rockets would miss it. But Clint Capella would get the offensive rebound or, or turn it into a put-bat dunk, and it, it was just... If they can just clean up the glass, the Thunder are going to run away with this game by 10 or 15 points, but they weren't able to do that. And yeah, the second half was just, I I, I was disappointed because I it was one of the first times where I thought that the energy wasn't here for this team. And of course, you can probably say that about Minnesota, but that was the second night of the back-to-back, so you kind of go into that game expecting to see it. So I guess I just, I didn't expect to see a lackluster effort um, energy-wise from this team, so I guess maybe that's why it's. I'm saying it's the first one that I've seen all year, the one that I just remember, but um, it, it was just simple. I mean, the Rockets had spark plays. Like I said, Daniel House Jr. in the third quarter hits uh, two big threes, and it kind of ignites this Rockets run in the third quarter where I think they, they scored the first 10 points of the quarter. The Thunder were only up, what were they? They were up, um, they were only up eight points going into the locker room, but they did it in such dominant fashion that the lead seemed a little bit large, obviously larger than eight. The Thunder were just, they were getting everything they wanted. Um, they were generating easy shots. Russell Westbrook was actually shooting the ball a little bit better. His uh, his final his final box score doesn't look, look frankly, it looks like crap, but um, he did jack up a bunch of shots in desperation mode with under two minutes left in the fourth quarter, and that's going to happen. Uh, he infamously didn't take the full court pass. Oh my God, that was so funny. I was sitting by uh, Nick Gallo. Uh, <laughs> I was sitting by Nick Gallo and Brett Dawson from The Athletic and uh, Eric Horn were sitting in front of me and we all just kind of had the same reaction. Russell gets that steal and there's three seconds left and he just kind of casually walks up the floor as if the clock had already buzzed and we were just like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and we were just all kind of running through Twitter um, trying to look for the uh, TV footage of the shot to make sure, like maybe, like it seemed worse in real life, but no, it it, it was much worse <laughs> on TV. So, yeah, um, for a guy that apparently isn't really worried about his efficiency, he was worried about it on that on that end. But again, to that point, Russell was he was playing really well. He's he he had a lot of great defensive moments. Um, he was running the offense particularly well. Um, which was really good for the Thunder in the first half because Paul George had a, probably his first, this this safe to say, this was Paul George's first bad game in about a month. He finishes with 27 points, I believe. Um, he got most of that in the fourth quarter. He, hits, he hit this awesome step back three that gave the Thunder 
um, life, I think, with under a minute 20 in the game. Sadly for the Thunder, I think that next possession was a, the second Austin Rivers three, which pretty much buried any hope of a Thunder comeback. But, um, you know, just looking at the game flow chart on the Thunder's app, it, it's, I mean, you can just see it. Like the Thunder, I think they trailed, they trailed in the second, the beginning of the second quarter. And then they built up a lead because, A, the Thunder defense was exceptional, especially on James Harden. He At one point, he had 15 points on 14 shots in the second quarter. I think he ended up um, the first half with, let's see, uh, 23 points on 18 shots. And if you're if you're going to do that to the Rockets who are playing without Chris Paul, you gotta you got to love your chances. And especially, like I said, Paul George is having a bad night in terms of not his just shot was, wasn't falling. He was getting his shot. It just kind of just seemed like, okay, it's, you're, you're due for like a, a poor shooting night, and this, this was it. Um, kind of speaks to his greatness, at least this season, that he has a poor shooting night but still scores nearly 30 points and hits a shot that could have very well, if, if the Thunder just defended Austin Rivers and maybe forced a tougher shot or forced somebody else to take the shot, maybe the Thunder get a, get a chance to tie or take the lead on that last possession, but just wasn't meant to be for, for the, uh, for the game. But um, it was another, it was another example of like, I, I'm starting to fall in love with, with Jeremy Grant's play. Like his development has been something to watch I mean I can still remember um, when that trade went down um, two years ago Ersan Ilyasova traded to the uh, uh, Sixers for Jeremy Grant and everybody is just saying who the hell is Jeremy Grant A and B why did Sam Presti do this and Grant has turned into such an X factor he's even getting beyond role player for me like he's still kind of in that role player mode where you can kind of expect him to give you 10 points. You can expect him to give you, you know, three or four like big plays in a game, whether it's a dunk, um, whether it's a big-time swat, or just a great defensive stand on a possession. You, you can expect like three or four of those from a high-level role player that Jeremy Grant, I feel, is. He's starting to like break into this role of, you know, not the third, not the third best player on the team because, of course, Steven Adams is on this team along with Westbrook and George, but... He's almost to that point where you can you can kind of go into a game and expect him to give you 15 points, um, hit a hit a corner three or two, and um, get you either two or three steals or two or three blocks. And he's just he's a game changer. And I thought in the first half he was because how, because of how bad George was shooting, and I mean Russell only had three points to, in the first quarter. George had two points. Um, Steven Adams and Jeremy Grant did an excellent job in the first quarter to keep the Thunder's offense um, from basically spitting dust out. They, <laughs> um, I think at one point, what was it? Yeah, with like three minutes left in the first quarter, Oklahoma City players not named Jeremy Grant or Steven Adams were a combined 3 of 16, and it had little to do with the Rockets' defense. I mean, like I said, George was getting all the shots he wanted. They just weren't hitting him, and you you can kind of expect Russell to do the same thing. Russell's sucked shooting the ball for the last, seems like a month and a half. Um, But like I said, until the very end, I thought he looked the most comfortable that he's looked shooting the ball in the last few weeks. So maybe there's some optimism that you can, um, you know, take with that, even though this is an L. Um, The Thunder do have a few days off until they return on the road to play the suddenly, (laughs) suddenly competent Phoenix Suns. But we'll see how long that um you know it plus we'll see how long their their heart rate 
is because at some point they're just going to say, you know what, you know, just, let's just tank. There's, there's really no point. There's really no point. But, um, yeah, like Billy Donovan even said in the uh, post game outside the uh, Thunder locker room about how disappointed he was with the uh, lack of effort on the boards <clears throat> and the, um, he kind of agreed with what I was thinking. The initial defense was there. The initial effort was there. It was just the second effort. And I don't know how much of that is just, you know, the fourth game in five nights. You know, the Thunder play a back-to-back. Uh, they play a playoff game in Salt Lake City. That was a playoff game in December <laughs> in the regular season. And then they turn right around, and they have their chances. You know, I was frankly, like I said on the uh, previous podcast with Madison, I, I was really... Um, uh, impressed with the effort in that Minnesota game because they had every reason to just pack it in and say, oh, let's just sit everybody, rest everybody, get everybody ready for the uh, Christmas game in a few days. But they, they tried. They had their they had their moments. Um, there was some shoddy officiating, of course. We've all seen the um, L2M reports by now. Um, but it was just kind of a case of Minnesota kind of shooting outside their mind <laughs> in the second half, especially from three. And that's going to happen sometimes. But you know, that happens, and then you only have a day of travel uh, to Houston, and then you play an afternoon game. So probably not the most prepared, you could say, that the, the Thunder would be uh, from a physical standpoint. But still, these guys are professionals, and this team has prided itself. Especially, and Madison brought it up when she asked Paul a question early on in the year about how Paul and the team prides themselves on giving that effort and giving that energy on the second night of a back-to-back. And um, I think I even said it on the last show, that Minnesota game was the Thunder's first loss on the second night of a back-to-back, I believe, this season. So it's certainly been there, and it just makes this loss all the more head-scratching. James Harden doing his thing, you know, dropping 41 points, you know, that's going to happen. And if you you told me, like, hey, James Harden's going to have 41 points on, what was it, 30-something shots, then yes, I would take that every single day, twice on Sunday. It's um, if if the opponent's best player is going to shoot that inefficiently, it's because you're forcing them to, and it's because you're probably leading. You know, that's Thunder fans should be very well aware of of that phenomenon. Russell will take thirty or forty or thirty shots and miss 20, 20 of them because the Thunder are usually losing, and he's trying to do everything that he can to bring the Thunder back from a deficit or hopefully win the game. But as we've seen, Russell isn't the most efficient guy, and he's going to miss a lot of them because he still believes, I guess, deep down in his heart that he, um, if the Thunder are down 14, you can hit some three and you all of a sudden are tied. <laughs> That's not how math works, but I wouldn't know. I'm not a mathematician, so uh, don't, don't quote me on that one. But, um, yeah, it, it's these are the kind of losses that um, I get – a little I'll get the most disappointed in because all all the things were there and they were all the things were it was so clear how the Thunder could win this game and they just didn't do them and when the things are that are clear are things that are strengths of of the team of the team that's what makes it frustrating the Thunder are a great rebounding team Clint Capella who's a great rebounder in his own right and works really well with the um, with the Rockets system you don't give up 10 offensive rebounds. And I know a lot of people might question the um, playing Abdul Nader at the four, um, playing him extended minutes and not bringing Steven Adams back in in the fourth quarter 
um, before like most of the damage had been done because I thought the damage was done in the third quarter. Uh, the Thunder still led heading into the fourth quarter. Um, the best thing they did in the third was just the Rockets were just playing with a different energy. They were playing with a different fire, and they and they looked like the Rockets, you know, the stereotypical rocks Rockets. They were playing in rhythm. But luckily for the Thunder, is they just had a knack of Jeremy Grant would hit a bucket. Uh, there was that awesome exchange where Adams gets an offensive rebound and Jeremy Grant's in the corner. Steven gets the uh, rebound on the low block and immediately looks for Grant, who's cutting on the baseline. Bounce pass, Grant, dunk. And the Thunder did, they, they would always hit those shots in the third and it would turn a potential, you know, 8 10 0 run by the Rockets into a, you know, a 6 2, you know, or a. 4-4, it, it just kept the Rockets from going on this huge run that the Thunder would probably not have been able to come back from, obviously, but it gave them a chance in the fourth quarter, and if they just simply kept doing, just hitting shots, they probably would have won this game, but um, their offense is you know, not known for its shooting, and it just kind of caught up with them, and they couldn't even rely on A, defense, or B, cleaning up the glass, because for whatever reason... Um, Steven just didn't have his best night. Um, Russell, who's always a great rebounder, he, he he gives you what he gives you, but, you know, nine rebounds. But uh, Paul George had a really good night, obviously, uh, with 14 rebounds. But I don't know. It, it just – it was just disappointing. And, you know, the, maybe, you know, by game – what is this, game 32? Yeah, game 32, you're probably bound for a few disappointing games. And this is probably one of the more disappointing games. So – Maybe credit the Thunder for that. Um, of course, any, anyone that says, oh, the the Thunder lost this game, the Rockets have Chris Paul, this loss is terrible. No, like, no, 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 no. That's not, how, that's not how basketball works. These guys are all professionals. They're all in the league for a reason. And even though everybody is probably laughing that Austin Rivers, of all people, is the guy that hits the clutch threes, he's still in the league for a reason. Billy Donovan said that as much as well. Um he, he mainly focused on we left him open far too often and gave him a chance to get in the game shape, get in within the flow of the game and get in rhythm to the point where he was able to hit those threes. So, um, yeah, just just a, a game that the Thunder could have very well have won. Um, of course, dropped it in the, in the fourth quarter. But like I said, I thought the game was actually lost once the second half began. Just the energy wasn't there. The effort wasn't there. And maybe with just, okay, now that's over, three days off until Phoenix, maybe the team will kind of resemble what we saw um, in the uh, Utah game where um, the energy was certainly there because if it wasn't there, the Thunder lose that game by 20 points. (laughs) They, uh, I mean... What the Jazz led by ten twice, and it looked like a twenty-point blowout win for the Jazz, but the Thunder's effort was there, and just the identity of the team, um, their ability to rely on it and run it perfectly. You know, relying on their defense to uh, create easy buckets, and you know, last night Houston has 20, 20 uh, turnovers. The Thunder's defense, you know, forces twenty turnovers. But the Thunder only get 19 points off of those off of those turnovers, and I don't know. It was just it was just an odd game. It was odd that basketball was being played at two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, yeah, we'll just kind of leave it at that, I guess. But it was really fun, you know, from a person on a personal level, being able to a cover a road game. So that was awesome. So shout out to everybody that was able to make that a possibility. 
Um, but it was also really cool to see, you know, like Russell Westbrook, Paul George, James Harden, just all do their thing on Christmas Day. So that was really special. And yeah, sometimes you get wrapped up in like, you know, got to work, 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 and type all these stupid ass notes that you'll forget about the next day. Like, obviously, um, man, I miss Madison. I wish she was here. Like these podcasts are much better when there's two of us and not just one, but, um, Madison is obviously enjoying her uh, Christmas, so and she deserved it. So um, I just decided, oh, I'll just do it all myself, even though I can apparently not do it all myself because I'm having to record this a second time because I'm an idiot, yay! But um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I'll be back in Oklahoma City tomorrow. Uh, of course, the Thunder will play Phoenix on Friday. And then they'll have that awesome weird back-to-back where they play Dallas in Dallas on the 30th, and then, oh, they'll play the Mavericks again the following night in Oklahoma City. And I will be in the arena in Dallas and the arena in Oklahoma City the next night. So I'll be super exhausted and won't celebrate New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, probably at all. I'll be celebrating asleep in my in my bed, hopefully. So I'm looking forward to resting, but hey, it's a fun job so excited to be doing all this but um everybody i hope you all had a great uh christmas and to all of our listeners thank you all so much and again i apologize this wasn't out the day of um as soon as i was done you know with uh locker room interviews and had my story pretty much written i was just i just had to put some quotes in make a little tweaks here and there i just uh i had to get in the car and drive back to my girlfriend's sister's house in Beaumont. It's about an hour and a half drive, like I said. And so I just I just wanted to get back as soon as possible. And <laughs> sometimes technical difficulties happen. And yeah, this is out. This is out. I made a promise. This is called the OKC82 podcast for a damn reason. <laughs> so we'll put 82 of these mofos out and enjoy it. But yeah, once again, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Thank you all to our subscribers. Thank you guys so much. Um, you guys do a really good job of making this a lot more fun when you ask uh, questions for the show, comments for the show, no matter how silly or outlandish they are. We, Madison and I really, really appreciate it. makes it all the more worthwhile. And yeah, I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate. Hopefully you got to celebrate with family and friends um, like I did. So it was a blast to see you know every, all the other beat writers, that cover the thunder is a blast to hang out with them on Christmas day while they're working hard away from their families and then go hang out with my uh, girlfriend, and her family. It's a lot, a lot of fun. So yeah. Um, once again, the thunder dropped this one thirteen to one Oh nine to the Houston Rockets. The uh, second game in the Oklahoma city Houston series of the regular season. Uh, so far it is a one, one split. We will see how the thunder respond and there's no better team to respond to a disappointing loss to than the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> but hey, the Suns are what? They won four games in a row at one point, like in the last week. So maybe this is a different team. And we have all seen the Thunder go to Phoenix and die. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be surprised if you know somebody like Devin Booker, who I don't even know if he's playing or if he's hurt. I'm going to assume he's playing. Watch him drop 45. You know, everybody knows it's coming. Um, but yeah, hopefully the Thunder, for their sakes, they're able to rebound, get a solid win, and go into a exciting series against Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks for a back-to-back New Year's edition. Uh, hopefully go into that game with a little bit more confidence because they do owe Dallas a good game considering how disappointing that uh, 
first game in Dallas was um, a few months ago. So there it is. The 32nd podcast in the OKC82 podcast. And once again, I apologize that this wasn't out the day of, but it is out regardless. So um, look forward to um, uh, seeing all you guys, hearing all you guys on Twitter. Um, Madison and I will be back doing the podcast Friday nights. I don't know if we have a um, post-game duty at this point. Uh, Our boss, Jerry Ramsey, has not informed us. So I'm going to assume that all Madison and I will have to do is just watch the game, do our usual writing duties, and then record this podcast and put all of our effort into this podcast. And uh, also, I would appreciate some feedback. When we do the post-game shows on the radio for 107.7 The Franchise, you know, we'll usually just rip all that audio and use it as a podcast. Do you guys all like that? A, and B, if you don't, let us know because then we'll just take the time to do the post-game show for an hour and then record a podcast afterwards. It's not that big of a deal. It's just kind of like, oh, let's, let's talk about the same stuff that we talked about you know, for the last hour, but let's just do it again into an empty microphone. But, you know, if you guys like it, then great. It'll save us some time. If not, you know, it's all about you guys. So we'll make it worth your while too, and just record it twice. It's not going to kill us. So just let us know. But yeah, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Everybody have a happy holiday. Enjoy whatever you're doing. And uh, we'll see you guys Friday night.